May, may I just say, real quick, and, and I, I hear what you're saying, What? how much more talent does he need with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? Well, it's the line and running back, right? Like that, he just doesn't have a ground game. So it's it's a one-dimension offense. Is it, is or it a tight end. He line? doesn't have an NFL tight That's end. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, the tight end is also a really tight end, big Okay, all right, I'll give you that. We agree. Let's go to the record. <laughs> Let's give me some it. numbers. God damn it! Let's move on. Yeah, my, no, Bryce wins. Bryce wins that argument. I'll give it to him all. Yeah, he makes he makes valid. Yeah, I was in that argument too. What, did I get anything? No, no, you don't. Fuck. Pirates, we are born. Pirates, we still be. We live on our ship out on the sea. We rape and plunder every warrior gets in our way. That's what happens in every pirate day. Hey, hey, Buck Bros. Welcome back to the podcast and a shout out to all you guys out there with a happy Thanksgiving. Buck Bro Ryan here, and I'm joined as always by my fellow Buck Bros, Bryce, Zach, and John. Guys, happy Thanksgiving. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, we had a win against the Titans and then right back to uh, another loss, this time to, at the hands of the 49ers. The Bucks moved to four and six, 27 to 14, your final score. So, guys, Give me your takes on the 49ers game as the Bucks look to move forward now a game back in the NFC South. Hey, broadcasters. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, this loss was somewhat expected, right? Like the Niners are a pretty good, solid team. Um, definitely going to probably win the NFC West. If there's any silver lining, I guess, is that for three quarters of the game, we really hung in with that team. They We played pretty solidly made a mistake or made some mistakes, right? But it wasn't like they were clearly better for most of the game. Now, the third quarter happened, and that was pretty atrocious. So I think the takeaways from the game are, one, too many mistakes um, that cost us, you know, a chance to win the game. I know we'll probably get into a certain somebody dropping a for-sure touchdown for the second week in a row, but this one cost us more than last week. Um, defensive lapses, uh, especially in the third quarter, um, just gave up way too many big plays. But again, the, the Niners are a solid team. So we can take solace in the fact that the rest of the season, the schedule is pretty soft, right? So we need to take care of business uh, going forward if we want to win the NFC South. Uh, it's still there for the taking. We're only a game behind the Saints uh, with a win over them as well. We play two against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I mean, the, the schedule plays out well. So it's, you know, take solace in the fact that you hung in with the 49ers for most of the game. Keep doing that and win these games going forward. Let me tell you something. Actually, I, I agree with all your points there. I mean, we we dropped, literally dropped the ball when it was, when it was time to shine. But the Bucs short of looking unprepared, have really only been losing to the best teams in football right now. And, and, and I mean, we had one divisional loss that looked ugly, but we what? We lost to the Eagles. They're the best team in football. We lost to the 49ers. We lost to the Niners. Um, excuse me, to the Lions. I, we still have time to figure it out. That window is getting short. Um, the drops have been insane. Uh, I went back and looked, and we've had six drop, clear drop touchdowns so far this season. Baker Mayfield is doing everything in his power uh, to to get the receivers the ball, and they're not, they're just not trying. Um, the receivers' room probably needs a new coach, but I, I believe we can still win this division. Um, I don't know how far we go after that, just because of how tough the NFC playoff picture is going to look. I, I expect better from this team on Sunday than than what I saw. I'd like to say we hung in there against one of the best teams, but we didn't. Uh, when when it was time to shine, we looked bad. I just want to put out my support for Brad Idzik as the wide receivers coach. Uh, he is uh, my friend's uh, brother-in-law, so uh, <laughs> I fully support the man going forward. <laughs> you know, I, I don't support cronyism, so – uh, we will treat everybody the same and objectively. It's about the game. I mean, Bryce is right. Like, there's only if you take the third quarter away, uh, 
we won the game. Uh, so obviously there's like that third quarter was tough. They started off like really hot and you know, it was a Jamel Dean, like breaking his ankle, trying to get to the ball. Um, if you cut that piece out and say that didn't happen, let's just give both teams zeros. Then we win a close game. But I think the fact that there was such like a, a blow up quarter is kind of, it speaks to the team's inability to put together a complete performance. So, you know, some weeks it's the defense plays great. The offense is absent, vice versa in the Texans game. This game, like some of the stats on the sheet look promising. Three penalties for 19 yards. That's got to be a season low. 50% on third downs. You'll take that. Um, But then we did something we haven't done a lot this year, which is really lose in the turnover margin because they played a clean game and we played a sloppy game and it could have been worse. I mean, Baker had balls that should have been picked that weren't. And it was frustrating to watch just the inconsistencies because the defense in that fourth quarter, that looked like the defense that we've, you know, enjoyed watching this year. I mean, they gave the opportunity, the offense rather opportunity time and time again in that fourth quarter, just couldn't get it done. The drops are inexcusable. Um, just inconsistency on offense and defense because again that third quarter happened so it's a tough loss because there was some hope there at times and hopefully they can find something to build off of from the game but it's still i don't care if we're playing 85 bears like loss is a loss it sucks uh it felt like we had our moments we just couldn't capitalize and uh yeah i mean it's a loss Building yep. on that, I will say, and you make a valid point, I, I don't think that at any point we felt out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all, like, there there was a moment there where we were like, ah, oh, shit. And then we came back and we got right back in it. The scoreline flatters them. I feel like a lot of this season we've had those games where the scoreline, we said, didn't do justice to the game under it because we weren't as close as the score may indicate. And this game is almost the exact opposite of that. Um, you know, 27 to 14, it's not an outrageous scoreline, but it felt like a lot closer of a game than 27 to 14. Um, it's just, it's what we you guys have one... been saying. Some mistakes. We're, we cannot overcome our mistakes. We were so close to cutting it to a one-score game it just that was more deflating than anything was watching that drop that turned into an interception because once again this is the second week in a row where like baker's stat line much like the point lines looked ugly because kate otten catches that ball now it's a one-point game baker's got two tutties on the day and no picks like it's it's a completely different game and I don't know who to put that on. I, I It hurts badly because it's going to reflect on him. And I'm a big, and I know you guys have been shitting on me about it. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. But what is he supposed to do in that situation? He he threw you the ball. He hit you right in the hands. You got to bring that in for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, That's for sure. Job. But that one's on Kate Otten. Like, no doubt. That was an absolute catchable ball by an Like, I don't even care. That should be caught by a college tight end, by a high school tight end. Like, catch that ball. Uh, the first turnover is most certainly Baker's fault. Um, that also cost us points because we were driving. It was first and five. Uh, there's no reason to have to, like, try to run around and make a play, throw the ball away, take a knee, live for another down. So, yes, I, I would agree that it was not – Baker's not the reason we lost this game. Absolutely not. Um, but, I mean, he did make mistakes as well. The team just, in general, made mistakes. And that's the – that's the point is like, we're not making the winning plays that are necessary to win more games than we have. Let's now get to by the numbers. So I've got three numbers for you guys. They all have a theme to them, but not all of them are game or season specific. And I'm not going to tell you which or which. So the first number I have for this week is 16. First downs in the game? Total turnovers. Nope. Interestingly enough, Brace, 
both teams had the same number of first downs at 22 for this game. Ooh. Take that, John. Is this an individual stat or team stat? It's an individual stat. Ooh. Individual stat. Oh, tackles by Antoine Winfield Jr. Ding, 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 ding. Ah, Antoine Winfield yeah, Jr. had go. 16 Jesus. tackles this game. 16. Boy. Compared to three by Devin White. Well, you're getting ahead of me here. <laughs> that's, that's not his name, anyhow. That's not his name. Yeah. Yeah, 16 tackles by Antoine Winfield. Absolute stud. Um, you get a little worried that your safety's making 16 tackles in a game. But we got a good one with him. Uh, he is shining this year for sure. So let's move on to the next number. The next number is 1,435. Uh, total yards given up this season by the defense. That's not nope, right. Never mind. I take it way back. I take it way back. I take it. Say so we're that killing it. Pretty what? good. Damn. <laughs> Through 10 games. <laughs> to give you guys a hint. It is a milestone number for one of the longtime Buccaneers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It Levante tackles. Did he break the tackle record? Did he move into second place? Levante David yeah. recorded his 1,429th tackle, which surpassed a Sir Rondé Barber Hall of Famer for second all-time uh, in Bucks history. He... Now only trails. Uh, like a thousand, right? Yeah, he trails Derek Brooks, who's at twenty one hundred and ninety eight. <laughs> he was so good. Holy shit! Twenty one. It had it does your put into player. perspective how amazing. <laughs> how, long did, how long did Derek Brooks play for? Like fourteen seasons. And Levante's on his twelfth. Yes. That's I don't think he's getting there. That's insane. Levante would have to produce 300 tackles a year. <laughs> That's insane. Um, but 1435 was the number of tackles he ended with. So that is his current tackle stat. 1435. Yeah, that I read that to. I read that at the beginning of the game, and I was blown away. Derek Brooks was on another level. Uh, all things said and done, before we get to the last the last number, I, I do want to say that Levante David, by far, just just all time great, one of the all time great Buccaneers, and deserves all the praise and love that he gets. No doubt. There's, oh yeah, yeah. no Definitely. doubt. First time Buccaneers Ring of Honor member. I uh, hope he gets the love from the Hall of Fame whenever his time comes. Love that guy. Well, he's no Gerald McCoy, but yeah. I, that's one of my goals. Go to Vontae's last game. Say, send the farewell from Raymond James Stadium. All right, let's move to the last number. Um, this one should be easy. It describes quite a few things. The number is three. Tackles for Devin White. How did you guess? I don't know. Um, touchdowns for Brock Purdy. Yeah, I was going to say it could describe anything. You said three penalties. There were um three punts uh the number i hit had obviously going with the tackle theme was three tackles for devin white um our other linebacker not doing so hot i'm gonna make a little mention of him in our what the buck bro but i wanted to make a mention of it because our number five overall pick is getting three tackles while our safety is getting 16 something's wrong carries for baker mayfield <laughs> there you go all right, well, thanks for playing by the numbers. Good guesses, guys. Real quickly for the NFC South tracker, we only had one other game uh, happening this week. It was the Carolina Panthers. They did end up losing, so they are still at one win. With the Bucks' loss, like I said earlier, they move now to a full game behind the New Orleans Saints, who remain atop the NFC South on their bye week, along with the Atlanta Falcons, who are also at 4-6. and six. So... That is the NFC South tracker. We'll keep you up to date each week. Let's move on to our next section with Thanksgiving in the air. Us having just celebrated it, I wanted to make this a Thanksgiving side. So I wanted to hear your guys' 
favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Let me start with Mr. Bryce. Yes, uh, it is a, you know, that awesome time of year where you get to be with family and friends and you just get to stuff your face with all your favorite foods and watch some football. We're actually going to have some pretty good football games this one, right? Lions, Packers, Cowboys, Commanders, and Niners, Seahawks to end it all. I'm excited. I hope you guys are all excited too. Uh, but my favorite side dish is absolutely and, and completely stuffing. Um, there is nothing more that says Thanksgiving than stuffing and particularly stuffing that goes in the turkey. Like you got to stuff it in the turkey. If you're serving me some like Betty Crocker stuffing uh, out of the box, put into a goddamn, you know, pot and, and heat it up. That's not what I'm talking about. No, everybody knows that the stuffing's got to go in. You got to stuff it in the turkey. Get all those juices, get all that salmonella in there and mix it all up. And yes, stuff it in your face as soon as it comes out. Nothing better. Um, love it. Yeah. Every other side dish can take a back seat uh, because stuffing is what Thanksgiving's all about. You heard it here, Buck Bros. If you don't put your stuffing in your turkey, don't invite Buck Bro Price over. He will call you out. All right, let's move on to our next guy. Buck Bro Zach, what is your favorite side dish? Uh, well, I do really enjoy when my turkey isn't ruined with fucking stuffing inside of it. That's for sure. Uh, but my favorite side dish uh, is Old Faithful mashed potatoes. Uh, you can't go wrong with mashed potatoes. Nice and buttery. I like seeing the pad of butter right on top of the bowl, or maybe eight pads of butter right on top of the bowl. Some nice thick sea salt on that thing, too. Maybe put some garlic in it, you know, some chives, more than likely. Love good potatoes. Not too creamy, not too lumpy, right? Like, it's a texture thing for sure, but a good set of mashed potatoes God, makes the whole plate go great. You just start shoving shit into the mashed potatoes. You make your own little KFC bowl on Thanksgiving. It's phenomenal. It's it's the um, it's the wet cement that holds together the plate. It's got to be mashed potatoes. Unpopular opinion: mashed potatoes are like the worst thing ever. There is the blandest fucking dish I could ever imagine. Like the only reason people eat mashed potatoes is to eat the other shit in the mashed potatoes. It is just a vice to eat like butter and sour cream and all bacon and all this other crap. Like what does mashed potatoes offer? I don't understand the love for it. And plus mashed potatoes is served at like every other dinner possible. Like what makes Thanksgiving stand out about mashed potatoes? Like you don't uh, see stuffing anywhere else other than Thanksgiving. My guy, so, like you, mashed you potatoes stuffing. Stuffing is literally barrel. tiny sponges like that you put flavor side on. Dish. Stuffing is fucking bread that you have to put shit on to make it taste good. Stuffing is an example Especially of just eating juice. a bunch you of seasoning. have the turkey juice. Okay, but it's not the goddamn bread that stuffing's made out of. <laughs> it's the most I need other things to make me taste good food in the world. It's stuffing. It's wet croutons, bro. This shit's gross. I, I will gladly uh, be on the side of history of mashed potatoes are good. I will gladly be there. I think over time, if I'm not already vindicated, I will be. Don't wonder... mash my potatoes. Don't put milk in my cereal. Those are all the things that normal people do. And stuff my turkey. <laughs> yeah, the killer uh, from Get Out also didn't put milk in her cereal. But all right. All right. Well, I do think mashed potatoes is a Thanksgiving classic. I don't know why it is. Thank but you. It is. It is. Thank you. I, I Thank you very much. No, but I hate it. So let's move on to John. John, what is your favorite side dish? So I like all of the food to Thanksgiving. So I, I'll eat some mashed potatoes. I'll eat some stuffing. I like stuffing inside. I like stuffing on the stovetop in the red box, stovetop. I, I eat it, baby. I eat the food because it's Thanksgiving. It's about being thankful for the bounty that you have in front of you and the buzz that you've got going and the little bit you get a little high. I, I like Thanksgiving. It's It's all about the food. But this year... Uh, I'm on a new kick. In the, in the past few years, I've been making a baked brie, and I've been adding something to it. Last year, I did uh, baked brie with uh, caramelized pears. And then this year, I'm doing a baked brie 
uh, with the pastry crust, and then I'm going to crack it open after I bake it, and I'm going to smother it in a cranberry and brandy, like, flambe sauce with a little nutmeg and cinnamon. It's going to be out of this world. It's a great thing to eat when you're a little, when you're, when you know you get, when you've had a few drinks, but not enough drinks to go to sleep and the games are still on, you're waiting for the turkey to come out. Great food. Um, but I like my mashed potatoes. I hate smooth mashed potatoes. That shit's gross. And if you make mashed potatoes out of Idaho gold or white mashed potatoes, like some kind of animal, red potatoes for your mashed potatoes, boys, potato has to have flavor um i like I, but i love stuffing i love i love me some stuffing um i i like i like thanksgiving and there's not there's no bad food on thanksgiving i've been to thanksgivings with ribs and i've been to thanksgivings with sushi if you're eating cranberry you're, sauce cranberry sauce is bad it, it's out not, the can rib for nobody's I make it pleasure myself. i make okay. it with fresh cranberries yeah but it but if you're inviting me to your home and you're sharing in the bounty of your year with me and we're gonna sit down we're gonna eat and have some drinks and watch some football because this is a football-related podcast. I'm coming over to eat. I don't care if it's McDoubles, boys. I'm coming. I'm going to enjoy it. Thanksgiving's for everybody. Well, yeah, McDoubles good. sound fucking amazing for Thanksgiving. That's you know what doesn't sound good? Stuffing not in a turkey on the stovetop and mashed potatoes. If you invite me over and those are the only two things you got, I'll just go watch football on my own with some McDoubles at home. No matter what no matter what everybody at home has this, this Thanksgiving, I hope. I hope you enjoy it. Yes. Unless it's mashed potatoes. Unless it's fucking fucking mashed potatoes. Oh, I take that back. Unless you're one of them fucking sweet potato casserole motherfuckers, and in which case I hope we put you on a list. Because when I rise to power, that (laughs) is the first thing to fucking go. Sweet potato casserole is really good, man. (laughs) It slaps. It's so good. You better not say that. He's going to put you on a list. Oh, my God. First one on the list. First one. (laughs) Think of the potatoes when you're when you're <laughs> destroying me. You know, if I'm being honest, I can't be further from what John just described. I <laughs> not the most uh, accommodating eater when it comes to Thanksgiving or any meal, really. Um, so I put down rolls. I like bread. So Zach, to your point of stuffing being bread, if it didn't have all that stuff, I'd probably like it. But because it has all those dress-ups, I don't like stuffing. I do like rolls, though, um, and bread, all kinds of bread, really. So you got biscuits in there. You've got loaves. Don't care. Just It's so good. Yeah, it's wonder, what, yeah. I like bread. It's what Jesus would have done. I know it. I've read it. All right, well, let's roll our way on over to our next segment. What the buck, bro? Our biggest follies of the week. This will be, you know, I I feel like starting us off here because we talked about him in our our numbers. Devin White, or should I say Devin Smith? If anybody was watching the 49ers game, they might have heard the announcer say Devin Smith is having a hard time. This man held out, wanted a bigger contract, and now the announcer doesn't even know what his name is. I don't hear announcers mispronouncing Justin Jefferson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. You're a no-name bum, my guy. You got three tackles. Three. If there's not a what the buck amongst this week, I don't know what is. Devin Smith, a.k.a. Devin White, you're my what the buck of the week. I hope Warren Sapp calls your ass out again. I just love the fact that he couldn't get, like, I couldn't remember what his last name is, is White. You know, like, it's a very simple last name. So I'm going to default with Smith. <laughs> you could hear it. Like, when he first is Devin Smith, he just, he pulled it out of the hat. <laughs> it's some generic name. I got to be right. Ah, uh, Devin Smith. Come on, dude. I'm sorry. Devin White. Yeah, I'm confused. I don't even know what your name is. All right, let's move on. Uh, Bryce, you got another Buccaneer that you want to talk about. Who is your what the buck? Oh, yes. Uh, Devin Smith was not the only Buccaneer to, uh, well, you know, Devin Smith didn't really show up, but this other guy showed up in the worst possible way. 
And that is my man, Cade Naughton. And I say Naughton because he's Naughton catching much. Yeah, uh, Cade Naughton, man. Um, get yourself some gloves because you got bricks for freaking hands, dude. Um, that was really the biggest play of the entire game. You catch that. It's a one-score game with three and a half minutes to go. We've got timeouts to use. It could have been something. It could have been a start or something, right? But no, you proceed to drop a for-sure touchdown, and then what happens next? Sure enough, a deflection gets intercepted in the end zone, and all's for naught. So, uh, Cade, buddy, what the buck, bro? Cade Otten looking like the goddamn rock biter from fucking never-ending story. They look like big, strong hands. <laughs> Or he's got the hands of like the guy from Scary Movie 2. Take my good hand. <laughs> Take my strong hand. <laughs> you know, funnily enough, Kate Otten was our leading receiver of the game at 49 yards. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so he did show up to the game and then decided not to show up. But that's that's the miserable performance, I guess, of the of our air game. Speaking of miserable performance in the receiving game, there seem to have been quite a few misperformances by quite a few teams. Zach, do you want to speak to your what the buck of the week? Sure. I, I'm going to highlight two notable drops in uh, game-winning uh, drive scenarios for two AFC West teams. Uh, the first would be that last night sorry the first would be monday night football between the eagles and the chiefs uh mvs dropped one oh perfect pass right in his hands can't catch it so it happens when you draft players and went to usf and the other one is coming from the chargers at the packers quinton johnston in stride, Herbert hits them on their final drive. They'd be in field goal range. They only need a field goal. He would have had more room to run. He'd beat his man. Just drops it. Just bricks for hands. His is really frustrating because it's not the first instance. And when he was drafted this year, he's a rookie. Uh, after he was drafted and he was being interviewed, uh, he told his mom to put in her two weeks notice because she, she's never working again. You can't come out and drop balls like that your rookie year when you just told your mom to quit her job because the rookie deal will run out, my guy. That's a bad look. That's a what the buck. Uh, you're playing for two, so uh, you might want to pick it up. I don't know. Well, let's get to our last what the buck. John, what do you have to talk about and what the buck, bro? My biggest issue right now with the NFL is the flagrant scripting and the thing that i think gets under my skin the most when i've had a few drinks is the commercials with uh i believe it's keegan michael key where they joke about the nfl scripts and what's going to come out and then you watch a game and you even saw it in the in the 49ers bucks game where the 49ers were clearly defensively offside on several plays and there was not even no call. There was not even a mention of it. In a normal game, if a, if a team is clearly offsides and there's no call, at least the announcers may mention it. They may say something to the effect of such and such looked a bit offsides, on, but there was nothing. I saw plays where the referees were running out to the middle of the field and setting the ball in front of their feet uh, during the during the Eagles uh, Chiefs game. It's the the no calls on pass interference the no calls on on the false starts it's been very tough to watch and one of my favorite teams lately to watch has been the Detroit Lions and they're a team that I'm rooting for outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they were getting some serious benefit of the doubt calls at the end of their game down three scores because the NFL knows that that's a great storyline going into the into the postseason is going to be having the Detroit Lions around it it hurts to watch it, it it lowers the value of the game for me to see that kind of cheating 
in blatant lies and cheating, and, and it's hard to even push past it at this point. Um, my what the buck right now is is why 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 are we choosing now to cheat? There's not even anybody worth cheating for. Is Mahomes who you're cheating for? Jesus Christ! Well, he lost. I know, dog. Because the what I like talking about was the Kelsey brothers and how the shitty Kelsey brother had never beaten Travis in a game and Durga 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 stand and how Taylor wasn't there and then he came back and beat him. I hated that shit, bro. I'm tired of fucking Taylor Swift. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's move on. We've got we've got a game to preview this week, even though we don't know who we're playing. Um, the Bucks are headed to Indianapolis to face the Colts at one o'clock this week. Um, the Colts, not the best team, certainly a winnable game. With the Buck Bros takes, and let me start with Buck Bro John. What are the takes against the Colts for the Bucks to get back in the win column? You know, this this it sounds like a broken record. It's one of those things we say every week where if we limit mistakes, we pay attention to Jonathan Taylor on the ground and we limit their run game, you know maybe we can make their quarterback look shaky. I believe it's Gardner Minshew over there right now. He had no touchdowns last week in their win over the the New England Patriots. They've got Michael Pittman Jr., who I have a lot of respect for, not just because he's related to Michael Pittman, but just because he's been on my fantasy team a couple years. He looks good when he's got a good quarterback. But Jonathan Taylor's been held under 100 yards for a couple of weeks. Gardner Minshew has had single-digit touchdowns in his wins, you know, under 250 yards passing, even in his best performances. This is a game where I think if we show up even a little bit, we should be able to eke out a win, get ourselves back to 500, hopefully pull within a half game, if not into the lead in the division. I really hope that this is something that we can do. We should beat the teams we're supposed to beat, and the Indianapolis Colts, in my opinion, are a team we're supposed to beat. You know, they have the opportunity to any given Sunday to make us look bad. But I think right now, God, I hope, Jesus Christ, maybe I haven't had too much to drink. But I believe the Bucks are the better team in this particular game. No, John, it's not just the alcohol talking. I I would agree with you that the Buccaneers are the better team. Uh, you know, the, the Colts just let go of Shaq Leonard, uh, who, you know, three – what, three, two years ago was their defensive stalwart at linebacker. Um, so it, a lot's going on in Indianapolis, and it's not good. So, you know, their rookie quarterback, AR, he's been done for the season, so now you got Gardner Minshew back there. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor's back, but he's not quite what he's been, um, you know, the past couple seasons. Michael Pittman, to your point, is they're really their only receiving threat. Defense is average. Offensive line's not – very bad this should be a game that if we play like we did against the Niners we should win pretty handily in my opinion now it's on the road so second road game in a row um you know I will I will say that we haven't been playing bad on the road so like it's not like there's a dichotomy where it's like oh we play awful from you know for not in Ray J and you know, team teams played pretty well outside of obviously the Texans game that should have been a win and then the Buffalo game, which was kind of not great, but that was on a Thursday night too with, you know, a, a short week. So in any case, the Buccaneers, I feel like you do, John, are the better team. And if they play like they did without minus the turnovers, right? If we can, can go back to winning the turnover battle, which I think we will in this game, then I, I agree we should take care of business and continue, you know, when we come back home to play the Panthers to get back to 500. Are are we not are we not still better away than we are at home? Did that record change with the 49ers loss? Uh, I think we're two and two and three or two and four on the road and two and three at home now. Two and three for both. Two and three for both. Oh, 50 boys. Yeah, I would agree with both of y'all. Like, it's like should win the game. Uh, I'm kind of bummed we don't want to see AR, and we have to 
play against Garner Minshew. But they're not, you know, they are they are a team with a better record than us, but they've they have a, a fluky win against the Ravens uh, and the Texans. But you know, like they've they've beaten the Pats are terrible. They've beaten the Panthers. They've lost to the Saints. It's a good measuring stick game to kind of get a sense of you know where we are. Um, you know, they beat the Panthers, not convincing, not overly convincingly, but comfortably. So uh, it'll be good to get a sense of how we stack up. Um, they're not like they're pretty middle of the road statistically as a team, just like their records. So. There's nothing too flashy about the team. Um, Jonathan Taylor, to John's point, has not been, you know, the Jonathan Taylor people. I'm sorry, was it Bryce's point? I thought John said he hadn't had a 100-yard game in a while or something. To both John and Bryce's points, uh, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been wowing anyone this season since he's come back. Um, So... Yeah, I don't want to be the broken record, but goddamn, don't make mistakes. Just play a complete game. It's Do unfortunate that like the record has to keep like spinning, saying like, "Hey, play a complete game." Like, just play somewhat evenly on both sides of the ball. That's like throughout the game. Like, just make it seem like I'm not on a roller coaster. Where okay, it's the second quarter. Which side of the ball is going to take a shit? Like, I don't want that emotion. I'd like this is the kind of opponent to me that you should be able to like the like the titans game like this is a very much like a titans-esque game to me as far as opponent goes just play a consistent game put some points up don't let them score points you know i think records in these two games like for these two teams in this game are they mean nothing because the schedules have been wildly different um and they're on a backup quarterback and a greedy running back so you know they've they've got their own problems yeah. Oh, and can I say just win the turnover battle? I just want to, like that's something that I miss. Get back on that side. And that's all. Uh, I just want to say, man. And I said it a few weeks ago, but this would be an opportune time for us to figure our shit the fuck out, so we can go on a tiny run here because we got the Colts, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Packers. Like, if we could stack together four wins, we we might feel a lot better. You know what I mean? If we're a nine-win team, all of a sudden, we're in a much better mood. I, You got the Jaguars in there, and then you got the Saints, and then the Panthers again. We got one real opponent with a winning record between now and the end of the season. Can we figure it out? Can we bust nut into the playoffs? I just, I want to see it. I want... If not, we got fire everybody. Everybody except for Anton Winfield Jr. and Vita Vea. Everybody else has got to go. We should start from scratch because if we can't figure this, these last fucking six games out, seven games out, I mean, this is the schedule to figure it out, boys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what we said earlier. The, the, The schedule right now lends itself to opportunity. But we are the Bucks. Are we going to seize that opportunity or not? It remains to be seen. You know, I feel like the Colts are kind of like us. Like you said, Zach, these records, you can kind of toss them out. I, I could lump the Colts in with as a team like us. They can show signs of greatness. They have good plays. You can talk about pretty much a good play on every game. But it doesn't add up to the win columns they're still a middling team and you know maybe it's a benefit that we are facing them at home because they're one and four at home rather than the four and one on the road so whatever reason they seem to be playing worse in indianapolis so maybe that's a blessing in disguise for us but uh, you know the for keys to the game it's what everybody said it's play a clean game no turnovers try to limit the mistakes and force them into their mistakes. It's that, you know, it's an unrealistic that, expectation with this team. I I take that back. Are the <laughs> do the Colts have a really tough fucking schedule? Because they've got the Jags who are doing really well. They've got losses to the Browns and the Saints. 
right? They beat the Ravens in overtime. Oh shit. That was that was week three. That was a fluky game. I don't know if you watched that game. Like Justin I'm, Tucker I'm missed saying, a game-winning like, field goal in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they beat him on a game-winning field goal. They beat the Titans. Uh, they lost to the Rams. They have the two losses to the Jags. They've got losses to the Browns. They've got losses. They've they've got losses to a lot of winning teams. They're not the Cowboys. You know what I mean? They're not over here with like a stack of fucking losing teams on their on their schedule. I, in their defense, that's all I'm trying to say because I, I don't want to undermine. If we beat the Colts, I don't want to undermine them and say that we beat the Browns or we beat the the Broncos. You know what I mean? Like they they've got some good teams on this schedule. I'm looking at. I just I was going back and looking. I they look that that schedule doesn't look bad. You know what I mean? They took the yeah, L, yeah. but those are great teams. I mean, they they're also coming off a bye, right? So they're going to be well rested. So they have the benefit of that as well. And maybe to your point, Ryan, I hope the pattern stays true that they'll play worse at home than they have on the road. But, you know, maybe the mean comes back to the average as well too, right? So uh, the scenario isn't great. You know, well-rested team at home. We're coming off of a long road trip with a loss going back on the road. Um, But again, I must iterate that I think talent-wise, we have more talent. Um, our defense is better or should be, um, you know, Gardner Minshew versus Baker Mayfield this year. I think Baker's better, right? Um, you goddamn right. <laughs> I was about to say, I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth, but I think it's accurate. Um, and, and we're good against the run. So like, I, I you're gonna have to make Gardner Minshew beat us. So I, I just don't see that, you know, being a thing i could be wrong <laughs> as as the bucks have proven me time and time again that my expectations are never met um so but who knows hopefully, hopefully they are i was gonna say if anybody wants to bet against you they can do so by picking Gardner Minshew in our fantasy player picks which we'll get to now um let's do a quick standings update for the current fantasy standings after last week zach can you help us out, please? Sure can, Ryan. So uh, let's go through the scores. The lowest score of the week belongs to Bryce, 29.68, followed by John, 33.24, Ryan at 39.3, and I just beat him by a nose, 39.9. Overall standings, we have John, in fourth place, 312.36, followed by Bryce, 350.52, Ryan, 359.34, and I have 395.72. We got we to gotta start throwing an anchor on you or something. I don't know. I was watching Saquon catch like a bomb for a tutty. I I just kept yeah yeah. I was like I kept watching it was like Saquon I saw the 24 yard touchdown and then the five yard run and I was like God damn right am I really far back you're pretty far back about 80 points (laughs) yeah you need me to take a couple weeks off yeah well let's get to it um we start as always with Bucks players according to the sheet I am first so again. (laughs) <laughs> again every again. goddamn week oh he picks first god um i think put my hat on i think i gotta take my my boy from last week i think rashad uh is just getting the most volume so what a pick we'll go with rashad brace your next up to bet Right, right, right. Um, man, give me, give me, Mike. Okay, I already did that. Uh, is it John next or me? It is Zach. You're up. Okay, Chris fucking sucks uh, right now. I don't know if anyone else knows. Low key, that. the broadcasters were like, "Where's Chris Godwin?" Uh, I that's said that shit last week. Remember? You should take their job. Um, I am going to take here's the, the Colts actually are like sneaky, like top five, I think, in interceptions. 
with a with a bye week. Um, you know what? I'm gonna mm, no. Come on, you have a lead, Zach. Play smart. I'll take Baker. All right, John, round us out, and if you want, lead us off for the next round. Am I picking last? You are. Who's going? All right, Mike Evans, Rashad White, and Baker Mayfield off the board, boys. Um, I believe the tight ends will have some redemption this week, but not Kate Otten. I am taking Payne Durham this week. Give me some Payne Durham. Gonna get two touchdowns this week. I you know just asked well. why we wasted draft capital on him, and you do the exact same thing. I like it. He okay. wears gloves. Right? I you know what? I'm not gonna ask you to explain that. Great pick, Painter. I just explained it. He just explained he it. He just explained it. He wasted draft capital on him. Now we're gonna try him week twelve. All right. <laughs> And then in the regular, you know, we had we've had this guy on this roster for a while. You know, maybe, maybe we try him out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, I don't know why we waited this long to do this, but I just I imagine it even worse. I imagine you know we had this guy on the roster. Oh shit, we did. Oh god, oh, pain. Fuck. <laughs> oh pain. How I forget about you, man. Um, I don't know why y'all are just just hating. It's an unacceptable amount of hating right now. Um, I want Russell Wilson this week. You know Russell why? I've been cooking. Give me Russell. Okay. It comes back to me then. I don't know why you always got to hate. You know, I'm actually, I hesitate because the new Call of Duty just came out recently, but <laughs> Kyler Murray looked really good against Houston. And it feels like their offense is just going to be, hey, Kyler, run around to try to do something. So I'm I'm going to take Kyler uh, Murray. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. What a pick. You cannot go with Dak Prescott. Was that? Oh, well, Ooh, I was gonna say wrong. <laughs> wrong. It's not even that far to the left, my guy. It's like, uh, you know, it's hard to read. Um, oh, hold let's on. See. I got you. Zach, Zach did say that you guys would get to the end of this season and run out of players because I've taken all the terrible mid-tier <laughs> players off the board, like Dak Prescott. Yeah, terrible <laughs> mid-tier player. That's my guy. <laughs> no, no one's Brock Purdy is available. Right. Oh man, George Kittle's available. Give me Tank Dell. I like what? that pick. What a pick! I'll go, I'll, I'll go with Brock. Right in Seattle resident John's eye. I almost typed John. Okay, great fantasy picks, everybody. See how that oh, shapes man. out next week. Let's go to what you know, bro. Our trivia question of the week. We did have a winner. So, John, can you tell us who the winner is and what's our trivia question for this week? Absolutely. Uh, Last week's trivia winner was Al Holsworth. Congratulations, man. We will get this week's prize out to you. I appreciate everyone who participates in our trivia on Instagram and on X, I, I really appreciate the fan engagement. It's been great for us this season. Thank you all very, very much. This week's trivia question and the winner of a $40 Fanatics gift card that I have waiting for this week's winner is what quarterback threw five touchdowns against the Bucks? On Thanksgiving Day in 2006, what quarterback threw five touchdowns in their fifth game ever against the Bucks on Thanksgiving Day 2006? This was the Bucks' only Thanksgiving Day performance. I've waited a long time for another one. If you get this right this week, we will pick a winner randomly. Uh, from those who submit the correct answer on one of our social media platforms, I have a $40 
Fanatics gift card that I will send out via email. And once again, I really appreciate everyone who has participated. Thank you all very much. All right. Great trivia question, John. If you're new to the podcast and you want a chance to win, guys, please follow us on Instagram at TV. You have a chance to win there if you reply to the trivia question of the week. So go ahead and do that. Let's get to our last tracker. This is our college football tracker. Mr. Caleb Williams starting to round out a season. How do you do this week, Zach? It's his last game as a Trojan. It was another loss. Uh, Caleb has lost five out of the last six. <laughs> the game they won in that stretch, they won by one point. So real close to being 0-6 then his career. Uh, as far as the game itself, he did throw an interception, which is pretty rare uh, for Caleb. It's only his fifth of the season. Um, had a touchdown. No touchdowns on the ground. That's only happened four times this year. So uh, not a great performance from him or the Trojans. They were held to just 20 points. They didn't look good. Kind of looked like a, a guy who's getting ready to play uh, next year on Sundays. But uh, overall, still a great season. Really, if you look at it, over 3,500 passing yards, five interceptions. Not bad. Well, that's 30 touchdowns. Cool. Yeah. I think I think he is probably gearing up for the next stage of his career. He is. And uh, this doesn't have to make it, but I will be presenting an analysis of my potential first-round quarterbacks at some point. Ah. Once they're all done playing, so towards the end of the year. All right, well, that's going to do it for us on this episode, Buck Bros. We want to thank you, as always, for joining us. And we want to wish you guys and your families a happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday. We hope you guys spent a bunch of quality time with your friends and family. Get a little bit of rest and relaxation in you. Um, for us at the Buck Bros, we'll leave it there. We'll end you with Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. We are plus two and a half. We are underdogs on the road. And I hate that shit, bro. I'm tired of, of, of the Kelsey mom. Shut up. What'd she do? She got knocked up and gave birth to two fucking NFL players. Like, that's her big claim to fame. And she's a fat bitch from the South who has two kids who play football. So do every other fat bitch from the South. I hate that shit. And I don't like that at all. And they're like, ooh, what a great mama. You don't know what kind of life they live. You don't know if she was a great mama. Get out of here. I think they're oh, my God. <laughs> Well, they continue. I don't know if Ohio is better or worse in John's opinion, but I think they are from Ohio. Ohio may as well beat us out. Hey, Kelsey's mom lives here in Orlando, so watch him out. You tell that fat bitch that I'm not interested in her podcast more than anybody else is interested in our podcast. Oh, I have two sons that make bunches of money. Good job, bitch.